Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church. It's good to be with you once again as we come together on this All Saints Sunday. I want us to be thinking about... Am I echoing here? A little bit echoing. I want us to be just concentrating on this idea that we are connected with those who have gone before us. And just, just kind of resonate in that idea that we always have this connection because we are in Christ. We are in Christ. They are in Christ. It is something for us to be grateful for in our understanding of what that means for us throughout our lives that we always have this connection. As we turn to our announcements this morning, as you can see, there are uh, a plenty uh, in your bullet. Try to hit on them as quickly as possible. Uh, we have our fall bazaar coming up and we still need some uh, help for, uh, there's some uh, baskets that we're going to be uh, having a silent auction for. And if you can provide a basket of a theme, uh, theme basket, sign up for that. And also baked goods that we're going to be uh, providing and selling during that uh, fall bank. So there's a sign-up sheet right out uh, in the narthex for you to put on there what you're going to do in order to help there. We just had some uh, bins put out for receiving items for sending to our college students and we uh, have information in there for you to follow along on what that would be the best things to bring. Mary Martha Women's Gathering is uh, going to be here uh, very shortly. It's on the thir- 13th, so it's coming up pretty quickly. It's not tomorrow, but it would be the, the following week. Uh, so be mindful of that if you want to connect with that. Our church conference is uh, on the 16th, and this is where we come together as the church to uh, kind of plan for what is coming up for next year. We, we vote on who are going to be on our committees and uh, who's going to be leading in those areas in the church and then uh, looking forward and what it might look like for us. Also, we have on the 18th our proactive planning for the future. This time it's going to be on housing options and support services. Now, you may have think that you don't really want to think about those kinds of things, but trust me, there will become a time when you'll have to make some kinds of decisions. And sometimes you have to help make decisions for your parents. So if you, you're thinking, well, this is way too early for me, sometimes you have to be a part of that process and helping your parents understand what is available for them. Uh, so I encourage you to be a part of that uh, learning process and preparation for uh, planning a successful future. Ways to help out in our holiday seasons are listed there, Thanksgiving meals and the St. Paul Christmas tree. Uh, there's things out there for you to be able to take for, the, for uh, showing us how you're going to help with that as well. And coming up in Advent, there's going to be a study on Han- Handel's Messiah, uh, being able to connect the music with the scriptures and seeing how that all works together. Uh, and that will be starting on November 26th. So if you want to be a part of that, it will be during a Sunday school hour. With that, uh, let us prepare ourselves as we uh, listen to the prayer this morning.
Please rise as you are able for our call to worship that's printed in your bulletin. In all our weakness and strength, strong in faith and eager with questions, singing our praise and whispering our prayers, made strong in your endless love for us. And please remain standing for our opening hymn on Jordan's stormy banks I stand.
you may be seated. And please join me in our opening prayer printed in your bulletin and on the screens. Creator God, on this All Saints Sunday, deepen our understanding of the bonds of faith that transcend time. Bind us together in the mystical company of the communion of saints, those in every age who speak your name and who walk your paths of holiness. Grant us grace to follow in the footsteps of those who have come before us, witnessing to your transformative love so that we may be counted as everyday saints in your eternal reign. Amen. And if the children will please come forward for a short children's sermon. Good morning, good morning, good morning. There it is. Oh, hello. Very good. Nice to see some, some good faces here today. All right, guys, I'm going to tell you a story. So I'm going to start it with Once Upon a Time. All right. There was a baby apple tree. And that baby apple tree, it was winter time. And so it didn't have any leaves or anything. And at one night, it looked up and it saw the sky. And what do you think it saw up in that sky that was so pretty? What's up in the sky? Moon. What else? Stars. That's right, stars. So, and it was really just, it loved the stars. And it was like, oh, Lord, those stars are so beautiful. Can you please put stars on me? That was its prayer. And springtime came. And one night it was like, oh, something's happening. I think I'm getting my stars. And the sun came up, and it wasn't stars. Guess what was on the apple tree? Not yet. The leaves. First it was the leaves. Yes. But then summertime came. And it was like, something's happening. Maybe today I'm getting my stars. And that's when it, when it woke up in the morning, when the, the sun came up, it was like, oh, it's apples. I don't, I don't hate leaves and I don't hate apples, but what I really wanted was stars. It was kind of a pouty tree at that point. And then fall time came. And it was like, man, the wind is blowing. Something is happening. Maybe I'm getting my stars. And it woke up in the morning. Sun came up. And what it noticed was that the wind had blown the apples down. And it was like, I didn't get my stars. God didn't answer my prayer. But then do you know what happened? It looked down at one of the apples, and when the apples fell, it had split open. So I have an apple that I've split open, and I want you to see what I see.
That's pretty cool. And so what if anybody ever cuts an apple, not like how you normally cut apples, but like across the middle, then what you're going to see is stars. And so God did answer that apple tree's prayer. He just didn't know it. Just didn't know. And that's what I want you guys to know today. When you guys pray, sometimes we don't get the answer that we want. But I truly believe that he's going to answer our prayers in one way or another, just like he did for that apple tree and gave that apple tree some stars. Okay? All right, so today I don't have Rice Krispie Treats, I have apples. And they are Crimson Crisp apples. And I'm telling mm. everybody, if you haven't had a Crimson Crisp apple this year, try it. They are <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so. We have been warned. This morning is number 581, Lord Whose Love Through Humble Service.
Thanks, Julie, for that children's message that connected us with what may be inside. I want us to go in time of prayer this morning realizing what we have inside. We have Christ in us. Let's go before our Lord in prayer. Amazing and loving God, we come to you as your people. We said that this morning in our call to worship. We come to you, O God, as your people. You have called us to be your children. You have given us your Son. You have placed your Spirit within us. So that we might have Christ in us. And that I and we may be in Christ. Oh God, is this what you have placed in us that gives us a whole different way of being a person? How we interact with ourselves, with others, and with you. You have opened our eyes. You have opened our hearts. You have opened our minds to things that are unfathomable. Lord, on this day, you call us to not only remember, but to rejoice in the saints that have gone before us. Lord, we we know that you have placed them in our lives, that you have given us a place in you with them. There is beauty in what you have called us to, to know. Through knowing you. So Lord on this day. Even though we are coming in different ways. And and pieces of grief that are resting with us. Let us know. That your love is so amazing. That it spans time. It spans beyond time. Because you are not bound by time oh God. So give us peace and comfort in this hour based on what we have in us that changes us and gives us new hope. Hope in a day and a time that isn't bound, that is only there by your love. A love that we can rest in, a love that we can find joy in, a love that we can interact with one another in. Because it is your love, O God, that brought us to life and gives life. And we trust in you. Let us share now the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are changed. We are brought into community together as the body of Christ, as the believers. We are the church with Christ as the head. 
It is in our understanding of who we are that we respond by continuing to be of service as we sung in the song that we just sang for our prayer. To be in humble service. It is through our being and our gifts and our resources that we have that we return a portion in order for us to be able to be the church in our community. Ushers, would you please wait upon us? Please join in the prayer of dedication. Generous God, you call for us to reflect your generosity as we recognize your great blessings that you bestow on us. Receive these gifts that we bring as a sign of our gratefulness and our growing generosity. May your spirit guide us in blessing others through these gifts. Amen. You may be seated.
absolutely beautiful, Marianne. Thank you. Our scripture reading today is taken from 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us in that we should be called God's children, and that is what we are. Because the world didn't recognize him, it doesn't recognize us. Dear friends, now we are God's children, and it hasn't yet appeared what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we'll see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves even as he is pure. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Almost every day, we are reminded of our mortality. The news and social media feeds are filled with stories. Loved ones lost to disease, victims of violence of all kinds. We often see celebrity deaths, and of course, there's the loss of those closest to us our friends and family who we grieve on a regular basis. In response to death, people are led to march in parades of protest or honor, create memorials and offer prayer vigils, and have celebration of life services. Regardless of someone's religious beliefs, death has an impact on everyone. It isn't something that we can ignore, and we shouldn't ignore it or fail to recognize how we feel about it. In our minds, we have concluded that death is just a part of our reality. But in our hearts, the pain that we feel tells us that, well, it just doesn't make sense. The reason for this is that in the beginning... God created us in the image of God and gave us life. Death isn't or wasn't in the picture. It wasn't a reality until after the fall in the Garden of Eden that God revealed to Adam the curse of sin. Saying, by the sweat of your face, you will eat bread until you return to the fertile land. Since from it you were taken... You are soil. To the soil you will return. Death became a reality. That is true. But life eternal was restored because God loved us so much that he made a way for us to overcome the finality of death through Jesus Christ. Jesus said this to Martha after Lazarus had died. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? So I ask, do we believe this? If so, then the way we look at life, even though there is still death, it must be different from those who don't believe. You see, in faith, we reconnect with this understanding that life is eternal. 
The words from John's letter that we read this morning are given to encourage us to accept eternity as reality by considering what does the love of the Father give us? So on this All Saints Sunday, we lean into the mystery of the communion of the saints. We hold on to the belief that we never lose connection with our loved ones because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is with us and Jesus is with them. We live eternally when we trust in this connection. And we believe that one day the mystery that holds us together at a distance will be resolved when Jesus returns, inviting us all to a reunion banquet. Now, it is hard to wait for such a reunion, isn't it? Especially when we continue to experience pain in a sin-filled world. However, the Father's love promises, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. God is our loving Father who knows our journey and our future, which is life. Let's see what the Father's love gives us even now while we wait. See, John wrote this. See what kind of love the Father has given us and that we should be called God's children. And that is what we are. Because the world didn't recognize him, it doesn't recognize us. There is nothing more beautiful than in and through a loving relationship that it gives life to a child. It is the love of God that gives us new life in Christ. I know it may be hard for some of us to think about the love of God, the Father, because of our personal relationships with our earthly, excuse me, earthly fathers isn't or wasn't the best. This was my experience for many years, but not forever. However, as children, there are some things that difficult relationships can't take away from us. Here's a picture of my dad and my siblings. I don't know if you can see it very well. It's taken about a year or so before my dad passed away. I think you might be able to see a little resemblance in in what you see there. One thing that we all got from dad was bowed legs. You can't quite see it. My sister's cheating. She's bending her knees together as she was standing there. Uh, But ironically enough, maybe you knew this already. Bandy means bow-legged. You know, you you get what you are. I don't know. But aside from physical features, mannerisms and other personality traits, we also got something else from dad. You see, growing up in a small town, growing up in Enon, if someone didn't recognize us and asked others around who we were, they would say, oh, that's one of Jim's sons or it's one of Jim's kids. Or that's one of the bandies. We, we couldn't deny whose we were. And even when I moved out of being and people didn't know my father. And if I wasn't recognized, it didn't help for someone to say that's Jim's son. But you know what? That didn't change who I was. 
I'm still Jim's son. The same is true with God as our loving father. We are given an identity that is unshakable. Through God, the father's love given to us in the son, Jesus Christ, we too are God's children. Now, not everyone will see that in us. But that doesn't mean it isn't true. And besides, there is nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed about if someone does recognize us as children of the living, loving God. Actually, that is what God is hoping for and planning for. When we can grasp the concept of our identity in Christ and the immeasurable love that the Father has for us, we are able to see what God truly desires for us. John mentions a couple things that here that are given to change the trajectory of our lives from the despair of death to the joy of life. We are God's children. Now what? John encouraged this. He says, dear friends, now we are God's children. And it hasn't yet appeared what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. Because we'll see him as he is. What John is saying here is that even though we have a new identity in Christ right now, there is more. There is more that God desires for us to give us. We are already changed from being orphaned by sin to being reconciled as children. But there is more to come. When Jesus comes, we will be like him. Our transformation will be complete. What does it mean to be like Jesus? Well, I invite you to let your imaginations go crazy. St. Paul did. Paul said this to the church at Corinth. He says, all of us are looking with unveiled faces at the glory of the Lord as if we were looking in a mirror. We are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. This comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. And to the church of Philippi, he said this about Jesus is coming back for us. He will transform our humble bodies so that they are like his glorious body by the power that also makes him able to subject all things to himself. This power that Paul talks about is God's love that brings about the Garden of Eden life. Life never ending, life without sin. We will be like Jesus, the Son of God. We will fully take on the image of our Creator without any blemish inside or out. The love of the Father gives us a future glory. Do you see what this gift from the Father does for us? It corrects our short-sightedness. We can now see past death to a future hope. So here we are. Children of God with an amazing outlook. Is our future all we have to live for? It is definitely something worth living for. It is something to give us a reason to live with joyful hope. But there is even more. 
that God has for us while we wait. See, John shared, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. People who have this hope are those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord and have been baptized. It is in our baptism that God receives us into the family, gives us the Holy Spirit and connects us with the church. What is our purpose or what is the purpose of all of this? Well, God doesn't wait to begin this process of our transformation to be like Christ. You see, we are beloved children. And our Father desires to begin this work to shape our lives into who we are meant to be. We are given a life of persevering purity. We're on a pathway. Friends, we have something to aspire to. Purity of heart and life. John Wesley called this being perfected in love. We have been given the Holy Spirit who has the power to perfect our hearts, to love God, others, and ourselves like Jesus. Our relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and with our brothers and sisters in Christ provides us the support that we need to become like Christ on the way to our future hope, our future glory. We aren't supposed to wait for our glory to be revealed. You see, we are to pursue it with the Holy Spirit. Amazing love, how can it be that you save a wretch like me? We are beloved. Are you getting it? Do you grasp the unbounded love of the Father? Receive it. By the Father's love, we are being transformed. Our relationship with Jesus Christ changed our family status and gave us an identity that is unshakable. The glorious hope revealed through him has changed our outlook or should be beyond death to see life. Life everlasting as a reality. And by the Holy Spirit, who the Father has given us, we are actively being changed from the inside out to reflect the pure image of Jesus the Son. Beloved, let's embrace who we are. Let us live as eternal children of God and not as hopeless children of a sin-filled world. Amen. And amen. Friends, we are beloved. We have Christ in us. We have those that we have loved that have shaped a lot of who we are. It is in those who have gone before us. That have shown us a pathway in Christ. It was those that have gone before us that we honor today in this role of the victorious that has happened since last November when we gathered for an All Saints Sunday.
I invite those who are helping to come on up this morning. I will read through the names. We'll be lighting a candle and we'll have a bell rung for each person as they will be displayed on our screen. In concluding, I will have a short prayer. Let us honor those we love. Sally Brown. Matthew Booth. Barbara Johnston. James Hurley. Virginia K. Bonnie Wagoner. Kevin Nelson. Michael Turvey. Phyllis Nickerson. Fisher John Bailey Minnie Sturgeon Gwen Tony Stephen
I also want to lift up all the names of those that are a part of our personal lives that we've lost in this past year. If you feel led, you can just lift up the name of someone that was close to you that passed this past year. Gracious God, oh merciful God, even still our hearts are grieving. The grief is palpable. So God, we just ask that you would encourage us, that you would comfort us. That you would enlighten us to this understanding of eternity. As a reality. And that in the eternity we are connected. It is in this that we can find our comfort. Through your spirit that works out in us. Through your love, O God. We are grateful. For who you are. And for sharing those who are with you, with us. We truly are grateful. Amen. Thank you. As we continue in this understanding of being among the communion of the saints. How about now? Okay. (laughs) As we continue with this understanding of being at the communion of saints, this is the Lord's table. This is where we are meeting with the Lord in a special way. Christ is present with us through this meal. As we prepare for this meal together, let us share together in this prayer of confession that is written in your bulletin and should be on the screens. Good and great God, we come to you through Jesus Christ, who intercedes for us sinners. We confess our sins, seeking forgiveness not only that we may be at peace with you, but also that we may pray for others. We are ashamed that our prayers are often as self-centered as our lives. Excuse our disordered priorities as we seek to change and reorder our lives according to the teaching and spirit of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.
As we come to the Lord's table, we are invited. It's not something that we deserve, but we are invited. And it's because of Christ that we have this forgiveness. Even when we were sinners, God loved us enough to bring us around this table. When we think about the, the full story, because remember, we, we're talking about the communion of the saints. From the time that they were in the Garden of Eden until today, God has been pursuing the saints. Calling for us to turn and come closer to Him. Now throughout the, the time, being bound by time, we see how throughout time we have struggled with that relationship with God. We, we keep wanting to go our own way, but God keeps inviting us back in. You can see it from story after story after story. But God kept interceding. And then it is in Christ that we are shown through His life. And the way that he interacted with those that were around him, that he said so many things that brought people out of some understanding that was keeping them from being closer and closer with God. He was a disruptor of, of sorts. But truly, he was trying to bring us close to him. We see that in his life and how he loved on everyone, how he always brought people to the table. And it was at the table that he was able to open their eyes and their hearts and their minds to see him for who he is. He is our Lord and Savior. He gathered around a table with his disciples that had been following him and seeing this change that he was bringing about in people that were seeing this hope, this hope of a new life in him. There was a covenant that they were living by for all these centuries. And Jesus gathers them around and says, I'm offering you something so much more. A deep personal relationship with the one true God. So he's around the table and he broke the bread and he said, this is my body that's given for you. As often as you eat of it, do this in remembrance of me. And after the supper, he took a cup. And this meal that they were sharing was one that they shared so many times. And it was one that was taking them to a place. A place of redemption. And Jesus took the cup after the supper, which is the cup of redemption. And he speaks to them and he says, this, this is my blood that's poured out for you. It is a new covenant. Through my blood poured out for you and for many is the forgiveness of sins that breaks the barrier that has been placed between us that brought us to be one one with the Father one with the Son and one with the Spirit 
As often as you drink of this, do this in remembrance of me. Holy Spirit, come upon us and upon these gifts of bread and cup. Make them to be for us the body and blood of Christ, through which we are redeemed by His blood to be His church. Lord, we ask that Your Spirit would be upon us such that we would truly become one. It is only through You that we are unified. Through the wholeness of who you are, you make us whole through the unity of the Spirit. Amen. This morning we will be inviting everyone to come forward to receive the elements. So those that are helping with me this morning would please come forward. I invite you to come and you will be given a piece of bread and the cup just as you receive them in the pews. I invite you, if you feel led, you can use the, alt, the, the rail uh, just for a moment as you take them, or you can take them back to your seat uh, and take the elements there. The table is set, and the Lord is with us. do have gluten-free. If that is something that you need, just let us know. We can, we can get it.
Let us pray. Loving Father, we are grateful for your Son, who has given us life eternal. Amen. Please stand for our closing hymn, Ye Watchers and Ye Holy Ones. This is we're going to be singing verses one through three. Father loved us and has given us the Son. It is in this that we have a connection that no one else can say. We have the communion of the saints. It is in that that we can have peace. So go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.